Welcome to Aging Together, a podcast dedicated to exploring the challenges and opportunities of caring for our aging loved ones. This podcast is a product of Caregiver Consulting and Healthy Solutions, a private consulting practice dedicated to helping you navigate the aging process with ease. Together, we will dive into a wide range of topics, including health and wellness, financial planning, caregiving, and more. This podcast is for everyone, whether you are an older adult looking to age in place, a caregiver seeking support and guidance, a young or middle-aged adult planning for the future, or simply someone interested in learning more about the aging process. I hope you'll join me on this journey. Let's navigate aging together. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Pooja, and you're listening to Aging Together. August is National Eye Exam Month. Back in March, I did two comprehensive episodes on vision for Save Your Vision Month. For National Eye Exam Month, I thought it would be nice to have an optometrist give us some insight into aging and eye exams. So let me introduce you to our guest speaker today, Dr. Meethal Patel. Dr. Meethal Patel is an optometrist and the owner of Classic Vision Care, CVC. She graduated from the Illinois College of Optometry in 2008 and then completed an ocular disease residency. Meethal worked a few corporate jobs and decided that private practice was the best fit for her. She has been the owner and optometrist at CVC for almost 12 years now and has expanded to multiple locations across Atlanta. Dr. Patel loves getting to know her patients on a personal level, which allows her to give each patient a unique prescription plan that fits their needs. CVC has state-of-the-art equipment that helps them diagnose and manage eye diseases at an earlier stage to ensure their patients can continue to enjoy their vision while they are aging. In her spare time, Meethal enjoys spending time with her husband, two kids, and their dog. Her new passion has become pickleball, and she recently started dance classes. Together, we're taking a dive into the aging eye and the importance of eye exams for aging adults. Please join me in welcoming Meethal to the show. Meethal, thank you so much for joining me today. Pooja, thanks for having me. I'm excited to speak with you. I gave a brief intro bio about you already, but let's review the general services that you and your other coworkers may provide. So to start, can you tell me the similarities and differences between optometrists and ophthalmologists? Okay, so I'm an optometrist. I went to four years of optometry school, and then I did a one-year residency in ocular disease. To be an ophthalmologist, you go to four years of medical school, and then you do a residency in whatever specialty you're interested in. So we're both eye doctors, and we can both treat and manage uh, many different eye diseases. Ophthalmologists are trained to do surgeries, whereas I am not. So if I am managing an eye disease and then you need surgery, I'll refer you out to an ophthalmologist. I also specialize in contact lenses and getting you the right glasses prescription, dry eyes, things like that. And I can also treat and manage certain levels of glaucoma and just depends on you know the severity. And if we do need any procedures or anything, we work very closely with other ophthalmologists as well. Got it. I don't think I knew that difference. <laughs> yeah, it can be confusing. Do ophthalmologists also provide basic vision care outside of surgery? Most of them will not give you eyeglass prescriptions and 
glasses and contacts. They prefer being in the operating room doing surgeries. I'm sure you can find some that will give you a glasses prescription, but that's not what they do all day, every day. So it's better off that you see an optometrist for glasses and contacts. That makes sense. I probably wouldn't be doing that if I went to four years of extra med school (laughs) to do surgeries. Right. As we kind of talked about, I like to educate the general audience about different things related to aging. And so today we're talking about vision and aging, especially as it relates to eye exams and eye care for older adults. So first things first, what are some key myths and facts related to vision and aging? A lot of times people feel like as we get older, we are just going to have vision loss which is not necessarily true. There are many things that we can actually treat and get you seeing sharper and clearer. For example, you might feel like your vision is getting dimmer and things just aren't as sharp and clear as they used to be. You're always turning the lights on higher. That could be the start of some cataracts developing, which is the lens that you're born with. And as we get older, it it tends to get cloudier and things start to feel more dim and not as sharp and clear as they used to be. Cataract surgery is really easy nowadays. It's about five to 10 minutes of surgery time. You get to go home right afterwards. The ophthalmologist will take out the lens that you're born with and put in an artificial lens that usually has your prescription built in. So if all things go well, you would be less dependent on glasses as well after cataract surgery. And it's really fun noticing when patients have one eye done and they're still waiting to have the other eye done and they cover one eye and compare, and they're like, wow, everything seems so yellow out of one eye compared to a nice, clear, artificial implant that's been put in. So that's one thing that can cause vision loss, but we have great treatments that can help with that. You said they can build the artificial lenses with their prescriptions built in. What happens if the prescriptions change? Then you might need glasses. Oh. And so now they also have, so most people need bifocals after usually after their 40s. And they have implants that correct your distance vision and your up-close vision. So that is really cool. My parents both actually had it done and they they usually hardly ever wear glasses. The only time they'll put on glasses is if they're going to be on a computer or reading for a long period of time. But they can go to restaurants and the grocery store and do most of their normal daily activities without needing glasses, which is really nice. But if your prescription changes for whatever reason, you can always have glasses as a backup. As we're both wearing our glasses right now. (laughs) Let's see what that. (laughs) What are some of the most common eye exams that you'd recommend for aging or older adults? Uh, And can you tell me a little bit about what each exam looks for and how frequently they should be completed? The most common eye exam that everybody should be getting is a comprehensive eye exam at least once a year. Now, in your comprehensive eye exam, we may find that you are struggling with dry eyes and we need to start you on some dry eye treatments. And then we may do some follow-ups in between in maybe in six to eight weeks and then, you know, a couple every few months. If you've got diabetes or high blood pressure, depending on, you know, your A1C and the the severity of your high blood pressure and diabetes, it can range from, you know, seeing you every 
every two months to every six months. If you are a glaucoma suspect, which means your optic nerves look suspicious for glaucoma, which is an eye disease that we definitely check for at your comprehensive eye exams, those also may require some more follow-ups. But everyone should start with a comprehensive full eye exam at least once a year. And why is it so important for aging adults to get these routine eye exams? Is it more preventative or is it so that, you know, if there's something going on, it can be caught early and addressed? Both. So preventative. If you come into our office, we will actually spend some time talking about the things that you can do in your normal daily activities to kind of help prevent some of the eye diseases like macular degeneration, which is a really common eye disease. A simple thing that you can do for that is wearing the right kind of sunglasses. So we'll kind of discuss what makes the right pair of sunglasses and why you should be wearing it and what kind of foods you should be eating. A lot of people say, well, carrots are good for your eyes. Well, carrots are not, carrots are great for your eyes, but that's not the only thing that's good for your eyes. Sweet potatoes, dark leafy (laughs) green vegetables, kale, spinach, collard greens, wild caught fish, omega-3s are really good for your maculas and eye health. So we would discuss those types of things as a preventative measure to make sure you don't start to struggle with macular degeneration or, or any eye health issues. So yeah, preventative. And then also if there is something going on in the health of your eyes, you want to start managing it earlier so that you can stay on top of it before it starts to progress into something more worse, causing vision loss. Because once you have vision loss, it's almost too late. So we want to catch things early. That makes sense. I always try and tell my patients, so I'm an occupational therapist. And when I, we screen our patients for visual impairments, and it's usually related to like, usually acuity, um, you know, near, far, but also just tracking, scanning, colors, contrast, things that might impact their day-to-day activities. And it's always interesting to me when they haven't noticed some of these changes on their own because they're just used to doing stuff and they don't realize that they're having trouble with some of the stuff that they're like doing out of habit. But when they're in a different environment, like when I see them in the hospital, they all of a sudden they're like, why can't I see anything? Or why can't I see this? I'm like, well, you've got a white toothbrush on a white marble countertop and your contrast is not very good. (laughs) And so they don't realize that because at home, they're maybe just used to where their toothbrush is and they can easily grab it without having to like think about it. Are these also things that get tested for older adults when they come to you? Yes. So we can test for contrast and we check color vision and things like that. But usually if you're colorblind, we probably would have known by now before you're aging, probably as a young adult, you probably would have figured that out. Our brain is really interesting. So if you have one eye that's weaker than the other, our stronger eye tends to become more dominant. And so a lot of times, you know, when you cover one eye and you compare, you're like, wow, I really can't see well out of one eye. It's because in your normal life, the dominant eye starts to take over and our brain can just adapt and figure out how to go about your normal functions. So yes, we look for all of that. We make sure the eyes are aligned and tracking properly. We check how they react to light because that's also can indicate neurological issues. So there's a lot of little bitty things that we check. We check your side vision because glaucoma is a disease of the optic nerve that affects your side vision. And most of us don't pay attention to our peripheral vision. We wouldn't even know if something was missing out there. So we do test for that as well. 
you mentioned a couple health conditions that can lead to eventual vision loss. I'm most familiar with diabetes leading to diabetic retinopathy. What are some other common health conditions that can impact somebody's vision? So all of our, I mean, all the issues are kind of connected. So if something is affecting your whole body, like diabetes and high blood pressure, it's definitely going to affect your eyes as well. I mean, anything from autoimmune diseases, thyroid issues, multiple sclerosis, any rheumatoid arthritis, any inflammatory conditions, all of those things can cause changes in the back of the eyes. That's why getting your eyes checked is really important, just like any other, like going to the dentist, that's important as well. Because sometimes things will pop up in the eyes that will indicate something going on systemically in the rest of your body. That makes sense. That makes me think about actually, I, you know, when we're younger, or even now, I have um, some friends who have 2020 vision, and they don't have glasses, and they don't have contacts. I've had glasses since I was like 10 years old. And so I feel like I'm so used to going to the eye doctor every year. But I definitely have friends who have never had glasses, and they have perfect vision, and they never go to the eye doctor because they don't have to. At what age do you feel that even if they have 20-20 vision, they should start getting routine eye exams to check for some of these other diseases? I got glasses in first grade. I don't know what it's like not to have glasses and not to go to the eye doctor every year. Kids should get their eyes checked probably before they start school just to make sure that both eyes are functioning well. And the pediatricians usually will check, but that's really important. Most people in my practice, I've been practicing for a long time, I will start seeing people come in in their 40s when they start having a little bit of trouble with their computer vision and their up-close vision. Most of us will need, we call them progressives, which is like a no-line bifocal. And that's when something triggers in their mind, like maybe I should get my eyes checked. I can't read like I used to, or I'm struggling, or I'm making the fonts bigger on my phone. And so... (laughs) which is fine. I mean, I'm happy to help anybody that's coming in, but it's nice to have baselines earlier on. So the earlier you get eye exams, it gives us... So in my practice, we take images of of your retinas and your maculas and your optic nerves. So it's nice to compare what your images look like from five years ago you know, to today and then even five years from now, because that's how we can detect changes earlier. That makes sense. That's like brain imaging. You know, if somebody's had a stroke and then they have another stroke, then to see if it's different or how it's different, it kind of, that's kind of what that reminds me of. Can you talk to me a little bit about what macular degeneration is and how it impacts somebody? So the macula is this tiny little spot in, the, in your retinas that is your focusing system. So that's what's allowing you to see centrally. So when you get macular degeneration, you will find deposits or bleeding spots, and it really, you can't see in the like the middle of your vision. So you can kind of see things in the peripheral. It's almost like if you walk around with your two fingers right smack in front of your eye like this, and you're trying to see around things, it's just really difficult. There's different stages of macular degeneration. There's there's dry and there's wet. Wet means that there's active bleeding in your maculas, which would require an ophthalmologist. And usually we would have to, um, you may have to get injections in the eye and just to stop the bleeding and keep whatever vision that you do have left intact. 
So that is something that the older you get, the more chances of getting macular degeneration. Also, if you have, if you're very nearsighted, you're at a higher risk of macular degeneration. So there's a lot of other things, risk factors, like if you have family members that have it, these are questions that we would ask when you come in for your exam. Take images of your maculas. We have a scan, like an x-ray that lets us look at all the different layers. So sometimes you can start noticing some of those changes really early on. So that way we can catch it early and hopefully your dry macular degeneration doesn't turn into wet macular degeneration. That's the bad one. You don't want wet macular degeneration because it it's really it takes a toll on your quality of life because it's affecting your central vision. I know earlier you mentioned that there's nutritional ways to help maintain good vision um, or prevent eye diseases. Are there other things that can help maintain healthy vision? Yes, just like everything else, exercise is really important. Exercise and obviously eating healthy. I mentioned a few things, dark leafy green vegetables, sweet potatoes, omega-3s are really good for the eyes. And then also having the right kind of sunglasses. That's really important to to protect the back of your eyes. Your eyes are just as exposed as your skin. And we all you know, want to protect our skin when we're outside. So it's important to have the right kind of sunglasses. If we're eating healthy and being active, we're less likely to get high blood pressure and diabetes, which also causes changes in the back of the eyes. So those just go hand in hand with just trying to stay as active as possible. Is there a direct correlation between smoking and vision? Smoking affects our blood vessels in the eye. So when you look at an image of the back of the eye and you can see all the blood vessels of a normal person who has not been smoking and compare it to someone that who has been smoking for years, you will see that the smoker's blood vessels look tinier. They're more tortuous, which means they're more zigzaggy. They are weaker. They will break faster. So sometimes you can get some hemorrhaging, some bleeding spots in the back of the eye. Smoking is not good. Stay away from smoking. (laughs) (laughs) I think I make that a disclaimer at the end of a lot of episodes. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have a question for you about eye exercises. Sometimes I get questions from patients and they're like, well, are there any eye exercises that I can do that'll help with this or so-and-so? And I, you know, we have eye exercises that can strengthen some of the muscles around your eyes, of course. But when it comes to actual visual function, are there any eye exercises that help with the actual function of it? So you want to know if eye exercises will help me get rid of my glasses? Is that the question? (laughs) (laughs) That or help prevent with any of the like glaucoma, macular degeneration, cataracts, any of that kind of stuff. The eye exercises are mostly for people who, like you said, to strengthen our, like if we go from reading and then looking at distance, that kind of thing. As far as eye exercises, preventing or helping with diseases. I have not heard of that. It's more of like, I get headaches when I read too much or my eyes feel tired and strained. I'm on the computer all day. And then when I look up, things seem blurry. That kind of stuff is where eye exercises really come into play. What is one takeaway you'd like the audience to consider as it relates to vision, aging, and eye exams? 
If you're noticing any changes with your vision, the comfort of your eyes, make sure you tell someone, go get your eyes checked and tell them that your eyes are watery or bothersome, itchy, whatever it may be, or things aren't sharp and clear like they used to be. And just be vocal and make sure your doctor listens to you so you can figure out what's going on. And don't just say, oh, I'm just getting old because there's that's that's not a good enough answer. Thank you for telling everybody that. And thank you for taking the time to talk about vision and aging with me today. It was an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Pooja. Thanks for having me. To all my listeners, thank you for tuning into this week's episode on eye exams and aging. Sharing expert perspectives on various age-related topics and services can help the community learn how to plan for a healthier future. At Caregiver Consulting and Healthy Solutions, we are dedicated to helping you navigate aging together. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.